the traditional territory of the Mississauga people. Where are we born? Toronto. There is no pronunciation. I appeal to you as a fellow American, but I'm Canadian. You don't look it. It's a common mistake. Unbelievable respect and much respect to these fans, to this country. This is unbelievable. Best there is. Take it to the altar, because I'm not the one that's responsible for your feelings. You know, God works in mysterious ways, but it just, I, my spirit feels like it, it goes with Canada. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Not That Sorry. You're here to be fun, fine, black, and Canadian like us, and you're not that sorry about it. So I'm Jan, the one who has decided that Halloween will be back on this here year, and I will be dressing up as Vanity. Look her up. Joining me is playoffs-focused John and champagne-dripped Antonia, who is celebrating your anniversary of Uplift Kitchen. Yeah, that's about sums it up. That's the one. That's the one. Episode 33. They know why they're here. (laughs) Wait, is it 33 or 34? Oh, who's counting? I can't remember. (laughs) I mean, I should be counting. It's been so many. My list tells me 33. Okay. So we'll we'll just go with that today. (laughs) Because, you know what's interesting? Um... Somebody was telling me that because I think it was the Euro Cup that g- had to get canceled last year, they're just still running this year's as 2020. Oh, wow. <laughs> not 2021. Just call it 2021. <laughs> Thank you. Like, just say it didn't ha- or run the run 2020 2021 together. Wow. No, we're we're just they we're, stopped time. <laughs> we're doubling down on the. So the this w- could be episode 33 or 34 if we want it to that, be. It could be 29 with that last. Yep. <laughs> It's whatever we decide. They really were like time stood still. I mean, I guess for some people, but dang. But yeah. Um, Okay, so there's a lot. And I decided to cut nothing. John, deal with it. We're running long. Because all of it's cool, I promise. Yeah. Here we go. (laughs) The Black Academy. Hoisted by us. We tout them often. Friends of the podcast. Signed a three-year contract to broadcast on CBC. As the first ever black award show. Deal with it. Uh, The Edmonton football team has landed on the Edmonton Elks with an S. Everybody's going on about elk being plural the same way. But what's the Leafs? So so elks and elk are plural. They're the same. You You can have both. Wonderful. There were people, leaves isn't a real word. There, no, but leaves, we ride with it. It would be the maple leaves. Uh, exactly. If we were do that, so. But the joke <laughs> of having them leave the arena would be too easy, and I understand why they did it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, also, one of my favorite Canadian sketch shows, Tall Boys, is renewed for season three. Mm. And if you'll remember from past episodes, I asked for track content, and Netflix delivered in the form of a documentary series about the Shepherd Sisters called Sisters on Track. And that drops this button. Yeah. Watch the preview for that. And it looks great. Awesome. These are high school girls, you know, aspiring to post-secondary track. I'm here for it. And at the time of recording, thank goodness we delayed a day because Tiffany Haddish is about to star and produce in a movie about Florence Griffith Joyner, one of my personal heroes. Whoa. Yeah. That's happening. John, look her up. Don't give me that. Don't give me that. We're about to be... And today also marks the end of my friendship with John. She's going to be... She's going to star as Flojo, yes. John's question is, why her? Look side by side. That's what John's question is. It'll work. (laughs) It will work. Moving on. Simulu and Philippa Poo of Hamilton fame 
along with Luke Bracey, are about to break barriers as romantic Asian leads in a movie called One True Loves. And I'm excited about that. Uh, Canadian queen Kia Nurse hits a half-court buzzer beater to take Phoenix over Chicago. I will post the video to our social media because it's quite a moment. She claims she's never hit a buzzer beater before or a half-court shot before. I, I say it's a lie. But that's huge. I'm gonna say in practice she hit a few. That one just no, but, but practice is different than buzzer beater like game winner. Buzzer like, beater, I don't it, know, hits, I mean, it literally hits differently on the court. It like, has to physically and just like emotionally hits differently. Oh, that half court just had. I would I would put that on my resume if I hit that with no one watching. Like let alone you to and, win the game. You and my father. <laughs> <laughs> that man likes to bucket shot from half court. I love it. And when it goes in, you can't tell that man nothing. Only because I know I can't. <laughs> yeah. Um. To circle back to CBC, they're touting their very diverse fall lineup, which includes highlights like The Porter, a documentary about Nabatia called Superfan, uh, a new season of Next Stop, a web, a web series I had talked about on the show, and Revenge of the Black Best Friend from Amanda Paris, whose work I very much respect, Ooh. and another web series, a Canadian science web series called Frick, I Love Science, Frick, I that love we science. highlighted... When I was still working the Calgary Regional Show. So I'm very excited for them to partner with CBC Gym. It's literally the most. These Canadian. videos are completely adorable. They're completely informative. And I'm just so happy for them because they were looking for funding. They were applying to grants. And now here they are. Frick, I love science. It's so good. So now that John has stopped rolling his eyes about both the Flojo casting and how much time I've taken, we'll take a short break. Next stop, what you say? Hey, we're back, and it's time to get into what you're saying. So as mentioned on the previous episode, Naomi Osaka has decided to withdraw from the French Open after being fined 15K mm-hmm. for refusing to talk to press. And so this, this kind of, what I, where I want to steer what you're saying is to broad stroke it, what has sports journalism done for you lately? Uh, Neil Brennan had tweeted, you share some of your favorite tennis press conference highlights. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good damn point because there aren't any. You're asking the same questions all the time. These people are tired. These, these, you know, they have their own feelings and emotions and, you know, things they'd rather be, they'd rather be maybe in the training room getting ice and recovering, getting their tape readjusted, like whatever they'd rather be doing in that time instead of talking to these fools who either have never swung a tennis racket or will never be as competitive as them. I just want to know, one, do we feel that the direction that social media has taken and the, the way athletes are using it, are they themselves, like is there, are we are we facing the almost extinction of sports journalism as we know it because athletes can use social media to take agency over their own narrative and they don't really need journalists anymore to tell the kind of things that they need to tell. Like, or will sports journalism be really reduced to just the stat line that anybody watching would be able to acquire as well? Because we know how sports journalism have has, and we know what they've done to racialized athletes to female athletes do you do any of you see any need for it in this sense anymore i mean 
in this day and age of social media, um, everything that we possibly could want to know about what's happening in the world can be a quick blurb off of an official tennis, basketball, soccer, football um, page. Or a quick highlight, uh, like video highlight on Instagram. Yep. So I don't know of many people who... Because I, I used to really enjoy, like, after conference after you know game sort of press conferencing so i'm like i just you know hearing from star players or whoever else like that's the one time you'd actually hear anything from them but now that they're literally all over the internet saying the things they want to say they've done the same thing in the press conference it just, it feels redundant yeah so i i know that there's still people out there who do value it but i feel especially with covid <laughs> Yeah. Those numbers are dwindling. Like, people are barely even catching live games anymore. They're just getting highlights. That's true. Because either their workload has gotten crazier or they're just tired or, you know, not being able to go to physical games anymore is really sad for them. Yeah. So watching them on TV just, like, isn't the same experience. And, I mean, the French Open, that's early in the morning. So yeah. you're just not up at that hour anymore and you missed it. Yeah. So. And, like, now that we won't have, um, whatchamacallit, like, the tennis... What is that tennis thing we have in Toronto every year? The Rogers Cup. <laughs> Rogers Cup, thank you. Is that happening? Probably not. I have not heard word. So things like that where, like, you know, I still have yet to go to a Rogers Cup game because I'm always working or, like, I miss, you know, prime tickets or whatever. Um, things like that where we can't go physically to see stuff. And, like, for me, tennis would be something that I wouldn't care to see an after, like, a press conference thing for. I'd want to be there physically to see the game. Yeah. Like, I want to, you know, that, that to me, it's easier to follow tennis than it would be to follow, like, 30 people on a court. 50, 20. I don't know. can't remember how many people on the basketball court. But <laughs> <laughs> not 30. I know that much. You can tell she's glued to the playoffs. I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, you know what I mean? So, like, a game where it's kind of just like a one-on-one type thing, like, I'd love to see that in person. Yeah. Can't. So, it's just, I don't know. There, there seem to be a lot of things against like kind of going against what what we're used to, and I yeah. I think it would be in their best interest to adapt. Agreed to that. We'll see, obviously, because I mean, if they're going to double down and find someone fifteen thousand dollars, um, then who knows what else? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that they're about like I was very I was stunned at that amount. It's a lot. It's a lot. Like they really are just like fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, to her, maybe not, but tell me this is your your first Grand Slam. Yeah. And you're not making what she's making. She's now, Naomi Osaka is now the highest paid female, like, tennis athlete. And that's because of sponsorships and everything else, too. Like, but imagine, yeah, like, if you're some young and com- upcoming, um, for example. Yeah, if this is the, your first Grand Slam, like, you're not yeah, so fronting like, that. What's $15,000? Like, <laughs> I mean, to me, right now, yeah, a lot of money. And then also to people who are just starting, it's a lot of money. I also, I also don't know where that money goes. Where does that money go? Does that just go back to the organization? I don't know where that goes. Could it's just be charities sometimes. Because she did some mention teams and organizations do charities. So. Yeah, in her first statement, Naomi had mentioned that she hoped it would go to like a deserving yeah. organization. So, so I, when reading that, I was like, "Is that something that they do?" Like, I don't know. Like, I've never heard of anybody getting I, fined for this before. Well, I mean, in at Roland Garros. Okay, maybe tennis, perhaps. I I don't. There's definitely a financial penalty that comes with skipping out on a um um yeah i've heard conference. of it for other sports but i've never heard well, of it for definitely tennis. for tennis yeah because i mean because everybody just goes but so. it's an individual sport and they're kind of there to talk to certain people so i mean i'm just saying i'm not defending no, again 
I'm just saying. <laughs> this is just. I'm just saying the lay of the land is. So I mean, I, I mean, I'm not going to get into her issues because I think it's more personal. That we we talked about this last week, and there was after we talked about it, there was more personal issues as to why it is that she yeah. withdrew and what it is her 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 problems were. So I think that's you know that's I'm going to leave that at that. Um, but. Like, just in terms of journalism stuff, I mean, it's not where it was before. I mean, there's no sports journalism. There's no sports print. I mean, the athletic is one thing, but that's kind of one of those um, boom and bust kind of situations that's not really meant to last long. It's just meant to be kind of bought out and structured elsewise. But, I mean, journalism still has to be around because you have to keep athletes in check and, I mean, yes, athletes can get their stories out and stuff like that, but that also creates, I think, a problematic sense because when you're narrating your own story and your own whatever, that, you know, can lead to its own... um, Like biases and things like that? Yeah, I mean, stuff like that, right? Like, who's keeping you in check and whatnot, like that. I'm just saying, just because it's, it's, it's it's a public thing, you can't... I mean, in these situations, let's just take... The sponsorship, take the leagues out of this, and it's just the sports and the athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a game. Mm-hmm. But everybody, one hand gets fed after the other based on this and that. So, I mean, it's a partnership. It's kind of one hand goes in the other. I don't think, you know, the days of, you know, having to bombard the change room and locker rooms right after a game and stuff like that, that's never been necessary. Um, you know, that's pretty straight violation if you really think about it and how many scenarios have stemmed from that problematic things have stemmed from that and not getting you know athletes not giving their honest commentary or whatever just being annoyed just because your space is violated um they can definitely uh, but i mean and you look and you also consider how it has been in the last year with the pandemic and um nobody's really going into locker rooms and talking getting those stories that Mm -hmm. actually make stories that are you know people connecting the dots and building up this is how this moment is, you know, was what it was and not just, you know, guys going on the court and then athletes just telling us how they felt after. Just, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so we're in a strange place, but media and journalism as a whole is taking a step back. It's more opinion-based now. Yeah, which, which is why that's if what I don't like. If you've seen how this has played out like the last month almost now, basically with Kwame Brown and his um coming up and putting everybody in check. I mean, it's ex- it's exposed a lot of people, a lot of media people, and it's exposed them for exactly what the problem, that some of the problems that have arose to this point yeah. as to why athletes don't really care about media and, you know, why athletes, journalists, kind of how, how it is, how, how some journalists have pivoted from actually writing about stuff to just being opinion-based and infotainment-based and, written their own, you know, huff and puff. Yeah. And that's exactly... To their top. Yeah, to your point, it's like, on the one hand, it's like if it's something that doesn't come with what it takes to be great at the sport, like, you're not going to practice then going to media coaching. Like, Mm. no athlete coming up in the amateurs are doing these things. So to say that it's... Because there are a bunch of naysayers, Piers Morgan being one of them. Please, someone shoot him in the foot. Man still has a platform, Yes, he's still out on Twitter. Um, 
for him to say, oh, it's just, it's part of the game, part of the game. No, this isn't something an athlete trains for as well. They do weights. They don't go to media coaching. And especially since a lot of these athletes are young. And to have, and granted, I'm not going to broad stroke it and say that they're not all built for it, but some aren't right away. And for me, for something like a press conference for tennis, it could be something as simple as all pressers are done at the end of the day, at the end of the last match. And whoever, and they go up and and do their things by order, by order of when they played. So that last match who just got off, they go to the end of the line. So they have the longest possible time to rest. Like it's not going to be completely fair, but it still gives everybody some time to actually collect their thoughts. Since you're going to, they're going to ask the same cookie cutter questions of, oh, how did you feel about this? How do you think, what do you think of this person's game? And uh, Djokovic, they keep asking him about other players. Yeah, what's that about? <laughs> so like, so these stupid questions can still get rattled off in a time where they've had had their time with the trainer. They've had their time to rest. They've had their time to eat. If they're but anything like is, me, but, I'm ravenously is, hangry but, but by the this, time I'm done this, doing anything. But this has been the... the, the, the but that's like, a pretty easy this compromise. Has been, this has been the thing from time. Like, it's like this hasn't been from... The first press conference till now, it's virtually been that. You ask the same question every single day. Yeah. But what's to so, say it can't change? Exactly. Okay. F- the last, to, the, the first Roland Garros played, played in the 20s, like the 1920s. Like we can, and, and to, everything about the world has I, changed. But I mean. Including color TV. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I get it. But I mean, I'm trying to work into what, what the happy medium is. That's what I'm trying to say. Because. There's many partners and there's money involved into this. The, which the means money this isn't is, coming from press conferences. It's coming the, from, from okay. ad time bought during Acc- these games. Access to all these things that create publicity and marketing. These are All these old people are on Facebook, too. <laughs> argue it as much as you want. I'm just telling you, this is just the lay of the land. All right? No, John, we get that. What we're saying, though, is... Yeah, I'm not if, saying get to rid say, of them. To say that, yes, we've been doing it forever, cool. There's a lot of things we've been doing forever, but we've also found ways to tweak those and make those better and more adaptable to what we're doing now. We're saying is you have Naomi Osaka is not the first person to ever be like, yo, press conferences are whack. <laughs> I don't want to be here. And this is like, you know, I don't feel comfortable with whatever else. This isn't helping me. This isn't helping anybody else. Like what you're getting from me is just a shell of whatever the situation is. Yeah. She's not the first. Like if this was the first time that anybody had ever said anything. I'd be concerned because there's no way that every single person goes into a press conference like, yes, can't wait to just like. Sell, you know, say everything I want to say and, like, you know, have people but either tear not. me apart what I'm or, saying. or it's not. They're, so they're boring. This the questions the, are very... All right, that's fine. What are we changing then? How is this going to get changed? Because... Again, I don't think that we're coming up with solutions for it. We're just saying that... I thought is I came there, up with a pretty good, I mean, pretty, pretty good compromise. Enough, but at the same time, like, why can't there be Or why can't it be options? optional? Yeah. Well, do you want to get paid or not get paid? You're getting paid, you're getting paid regardless. To you're getting paid to pay. You get paid to win. You're not. Pay, you're not getting paid to do pressers. You get paid to that's win. That's part of what. You, that's part of the package, though. I mean, like I said, you 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 can you can not show up. You can do whatever you want to do, but you're going to end up with fifteen k fine or whatever that is going to be. And what? At what point do do these tournaments, do these governing bodies, have so much authority over? A person's movements like yeah uh disciplinary for destructive behavior uh inappropriate behavior bad publicity sure take your stances on that we're talking about a young girl who isn't who want who just wants to play end of sentence 
and not deal with the not necessarily at this time. At no point did she say she never wants to talk to the press again. She would just like to, you know, during COVID fatigue, during she clearly it's been a mental enough strain for her to have to get up what it takes to continue playing. Yeah. And life would be just a little sweeter if she didn't have to deal with them immediately after anything. And no one's also saying too that she didn't know the consequences of what she decided to do. Like, I'm very positive <laughs> that everyone is educated on the do's and don'ts or wherever else. But here's the thing. Once you sign up, especially at a young age, once you sign up to do this, you're not necessarily thinking that there will be times where you're going to be so exhausted. Well, that, that no, that you're not You're not necessarily in that moment because you're excited, one. Now you're getting paid to do the thing that you absolutely love to do. So that kind of overrides everything else. So in that moment, just think about it. In that moment, and for like the first, you know, however many games or so, where like you're just like, you're excited to talk to the press. You can't wait to talk because like this is exciting. This is part of what you want to do. At a certain point, however, like anything – there comes a mental toll. And I, I think that it's only fair, I think it's only fair that we're, we give athletes the option to exercise that right to be like, you know what, I'm tired. Or I'm, you know, this game really messed and me you up do. emotionally. That's why she no, didn't, you, she pulls out. You have a fine. But the thing is, though, you, or not play. The thing okay. is, you don't have All an right. option because okay. you get fined. Okay. But, but uh, it's a tournament. It's not a... The, the, it's not her tournament. It's a, a a tournament. It's can you show up or not show up on that day or not? That's kind of the challenge of it, right? Yeah, to show up and play. Like think about okay. think about when um, Serena Williams' sister passed away. I the nerve that should be it should be completely unethical that they're paraded in front of the press. They decided to play anyway. That's their way of coping. That's their choice. They yeah. they have their choice to play. They should have stopped. But there. because they because she chose to play. She still has to, under the same obligation of playing between those lines, she still has to get marched up in front of these these people who don't know her that well. Some do, because some, you know, journalists, new journalists come in, whatever, it's not their fault. But they, she has to deal with questions about this, because mm-hmm. you know they're going to, because they're trying to grab these headlines, and, I'm, and there's no fault to that. But I'm just saying, it could have been really great if she either could have come to the press when she was ready, or that she didn't have to come at all yep. and could just keep going through the rounds. Because what it says to me in those situations when the governing body is like, we don't care. Like they're saying, we don't care about your feelings. Dance, monkey, dance. They're like, we're paying you to do this, so get out there. We don't care that you're emotionally breaking down. Because then what happens is when months like Mental Health Awareness Month comes around, all these companies are jumping on the bandwagon to be like, we care about mental health. No, you don't. You care about making money. Like anything. Yeah, even this is Bell, a tax write-off to even, charitable Even donation. Bell, the organization that runs Bell Let's Talk, has been called out year after year after year for their absolute nonsense and tomfoolery and how much bullshit it is that they spew out there because they're not actually about that action. They're about getting that paper. So Ask, ask a if, Bell employee what their mental health benefits yo, look like. Yo, Bell employees go off about that every, <laughs> every so single I year. So I feel like this is more like a thing where the players need to sit down and talk to the tournaments. I mean, because maybe more so than – because. Granted, when you're team sports, your team can shield you from certain aspects of these things. Yeah, they'll go for it, right? they'll go for targeted players. So I feel like the problem is maybe more with the way that players are dealing with the tournaments, and the tournaments are dealing with the players, and they need to figure out what it is that works best for both parties. Yeah, and I think that I think that it should be okay, and it should be allowed one for people to be like, I don't want to do the exercise, the right to be like, I'm a human being, and I want to do this right now, and also. If they express that, 
for the governing body not to be like, $15,000 and then be like, we're sorry that you felt that way. Let that be a jump off point, much like anything else. When you express a concern, hopefully the organization or whoever else you work for takes that concern seriously and goes, okay, you know, what can we do better? Because she's not the, again, she's not the only person who has felt this way. They, someone pulled up an interview from Venus Williams because they had asked the same question years ago, being like, how do you feel about this at the other? And she <laughs> essentially said the same thing. Like, yep. you have your good days and your bad days. And, you know, sometimes you don't want to do what you want to do. We get that this is part of our obligation or whatever, but, like, it sucks. So people have been saying this stuff for years. And I think as well, too, the biggest thing is if men and women are saying the same thing, cool. But a lot of times, and in tennis especially, we always have these issues where the male players are touted as the speakers for things and they're able to kind of get things off their chest. But any of the... the yeah, when the, they do it, they're passionate. Yeah, when any of the women players do anything, then it's, uh, oh, God, stop complaining, blah, 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 blah. So then the narrative of that taints the actual message. And so that was what I was witnessing the most <laughs> when Naomi said what she had to say. And everyone's like, oh, my goodness, like, stop complaining. Like, you're being paid to play the sport, blah, blah, blah. Cool, I get paid to go to work. But doesn't mean that I'm going to enjoy it every single day. And if I exp- if I express that I, you know, there's leave of absences for a reason. I feel like the message was more, I, f- I think everything was just confused in the, wor- the way that it all rolled out. I don't think. I don't think there was confusion. I, I don't think, think we were given, I don't think anybody was, first off, we didn't, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying, I don't think anybody was given enough information in terms of what was actually said back and forth with the party with Naomi and tennis. And the yeah, tournament you're organization. Right. Yeah, you're probably so right. So I don't know, like, I don't, like, I'm not going to, like, like you know what I mean? Like, it's a t- to me, it's, 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 I think there's a few factors that ran into it and not enough that we knew, know about that went into it. And it, obviously, once it's in the press and it's out, it's out, it's out. Mm-hmm. But moving forward, I mean. What always got me about pressers is that, and what, perhaps what the bigger difference is with social media is that none of these athletes look like they're having fun at these pressers. No. And on social media, they're, you know, it's more personalized and they're allowed to be more open, oh. more jovial, like whatever. Like that's not necessarily sports journalism's fault, but it's kind of the setup. Like there isn't really much room to be, unless there's a journalist out there who is like trying to say something fun, but yeah. any, any highlight from uh, like a, a press room conference comes from a stupid question that gets a hilarious answer about it. Like, it's not that anything groundbreaking has ever been said or done in these in these press scrums. They, they just haven't happened. No, they're, trying, mean, they're, they're, they're either playing the game of gotcha or they're getting the run-of-the-mill generic answer. Well, that's 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 what it's always been, right? Like, the media is yeah, not your best friend. That's they're, unethical. They're, the media is not your best friend. They've never... So I don't we believe have they've ever signed now. anything they to be your best friend. They can control their own narrative. What's the point of them? Hmm? Well, I mean, there's still, like, you still... Like, basketball coverage, TNT coverage of, of the talking heads talking about the game before the game, halftime, and after the game, that makes up more you're of the still, content than but the you're game still, time but, I mean, itself. There's still, there's still the story of what actually happened, right? Yeah. And that's what you want journalism to be, someone to still be there. I mean... A little with a little more style and you know charisma than just an AP bulletin, you know what I mean. But we're just at the point now where, um, I mean, if you look at any of these things, like where you want to try to pinpoint where journalism's going, but like the media, if you look at how they're 
going with podcasts now because prints out whatever the athletic every all the good yeah. writers have kind of fled to one spot and that's not going to be lasting for long um espn is all talking heads tsn for, is just They've run by by kindergartens and so is <laughs> sportsnet um there's nothing you get out of any of these things. There's no point to watching any of these other than like, I just watch sports. And even when I do the volumes off, I don't listen to it. I just, I don't watch the game. That's it. Yeah. You know? So, but like the podcast, like journalism, the journalists, like their best podcasts are based with just other podcasts, other journalists, right? Because mm-hmm. they can talk shop and whatever. And athletes all bring on other athletes. And, you know, I, it's problematic for both because it just creates one too narrative too strong, um, you know, and one boosts the other. I get it. Everybody's careers and livelihoods have been based on this for a very long time. I, I say it brings options. Has. It the, brings the options. Can listen to but both like, but remember, teams and um, teams, organizations, companies—they no longer need journalists or anybody else to provide content because they can provide content for themselves. All they mm-hmm. need to flip on the camera and bring in whatever subject matter and do it themselves. They don't need all these extra, they don't need media for anything. They can pump out their own things. You can put a bunch of dollars and advertise it yourself. You don't need to bring on somebody else to review it. You don't need to do this. You don't need to do that. It's basically all in your, in your own hands. And that's for anybody else. Yeah. And it's, it's, I feel it's still as competitive as the traditional TV sense in that the, you know, these journalists, podcast hosts, whatever, they they gain their agency and clout by being able to by being able to establish these connections with these athletes still. And I mean and that was that's a a tale still as old as journalism itself. Like uh going back to tennis, you can talk you can find clips of McEnroe talking about, oh well I talked to this person as they were warming up. Like, oh well I you know we t- yeah, like we're in contact. That's, like that's, and that's that's the sweet Rich Eisen for football. Like he's he's close friends with a lot of players, former players, former coaches, and all well, that. I mean, and that's you, that's something I'm going to say. Tout, I'll but say like that that gains him more access because if he's he's developed this relationship, they can all come on his podcast and speak openly, speak freely. That's a better draw than a gang of you know somebody like three of us just talking about people we've never spoken to in our lives, mm-hmm. making our making our opinions and guesses and extrapolations on whatever the case may be well i mean this is where it is now i guess but i mean this is why i just don't listen to anybody anymore (laughs) so yeah it just i don't really care (laughs) the only the only press conference that i can right off the top of my head that i enjoyed is steph curry when Riley was little, <laughs> came out to, that was the only press conference I've ever, uh, the opposite point, can bring kids, this point, can bring I, 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 And he, yeah. and I could see, in that I press know. conference, I could see that he was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, why am I here? <laughs> Let the child speak. And that's all these press scrums are. Like, when we were talking about watching Blue Chips again, or if, you know, if you run back any given Sunday, that sort of press conference is never happening. For well, one. I mean, the, also media, media was I mean, it was very smaller. It was much. It was the actual industry that was back then. It, so it was, yeah, it was monopolized. It was whatever's on TV is whatever was getting whoever out. Whoever has yeah. a handheld is a is a journalist now. Is a journalist yeah. or model or me yeah. too. <laughs> We're all journalists. <laughs> We're all. Journalists. I have Twitter. I'm a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we'll close it there. Let us know what you think, and we'll take the short break. 
Next stop, not that sorry. And we're back. Thank you so much for hanging in with us. We are a passionate crew here at Not That Sorry, and it is very often of little to no importance at all. But that has never mattered, and it never will. We're going to make a case and tell you why we're not that sorry. This week it has fallen upon me. So, me, the floor is yours. <laughs> I'm going to going to adjust my tie, adjust my mic. Oh, we're getting serious. We are serious, because this is something anyone who's known me has known my great disdain for this particular practice. Oh. And that is the gatekeeping nerds. <laughs> See, Antonia knows. And I'm going to try to keep it short because John is so mad I've run overtime this episode. So here's my summary of points. It's okay to like things. Mm-hmm. It's okay to modify source material. It's okay for other people to like things. What? And it's okay for new people to get on board with the shit whenever they get on board with it. And quit crying about changing the race or sex of a character from the source material when it's not offensive. Especially if the race of the character in question isn't even described in the source material. Looking at you, Hermione Granger nerds. I thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) And I am looking at the the Hermione Granger nerds. I say that to say. Cut the shit. Sorry. Language. Language coming at you. The S word. <laughs> I will reduce it to just the S you word. You already said it. There's no time. I know. Now. <laughs> um, it's. And I feel. And Star Trek fans, you, you two can correct me if I'm wrong. But I will say that Star Wars <laughs> fans seem to be the worst about this. Facts. In that they're. I know Star, Star Trek are coming out with new things as well, but not to the same shove down your throat velocity that that Disney Star Wars is. (laughs) So I will pin this strictly on Star Wars right now. New trilogies. Whatever. Shut up. (laughs) New series. Animated or live action. Shut up about it. Like, either like the thing or don't. I hate this playing both sides. Oh, you know, this isn't... People who didn't write these things (laughs) need to stop commenting on what makes sense in a completely fictional world and what logic doesn't track and all like unless these are genuine continuity errors Mm -hmm. stop who cares how ray has this power how palpatine's back how that entire armada was just under construction in a giant galaxy and nobody saw anything and nobody reported back who cares just watch or don't. No, but they can't. The better option. You don't have to. Nobody's making you. Nobody's paying you. And even if they are, just grumble about it and move on. Because if you're getting paid to watch these things, you're lucky. Shut your mouth. <laughs> and do your job and keep going. Like, And then palate cleanse with the things you like again. It's okay to like these things. But it's also okay to dislike these things. Like, That's the thing about... I don't know. Do we call this art? Yeah, let's call it art. It's art. It's definitely it's, art. It's interpreted by the viewer. It is absorbed and, you know, mixed in with their 
personal being and their aura and their happiness and whatever they like. And that's all it has to do. <laughs> that's all it has to do. You, you don't like it so much, make a better one. Fan fiction is alive and well <laughs> in all forms. I'm about to be glued to a fan animation about Shogun from The Last Dragon. And I'm so excited to do so because one doesn't exist. So an artist is making it. You don't feel Star Wars is giving you what you need? Go ahead and make your own. It, to my de- to my knowledge, that's what Reddit is invented for. Is it not? I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's lots of things like story prompts and this and the other. And, like, there's a whole Reddit forums for you to just talk about all the things. Do your thing. <laughs> I strongly encourage it. But what you're not going to do, or what I'm not going to be a fan of, is you coming down, de- is nerds coming down on other people for enjoying something. Like, they don't have to be married to your to your narrow view of what this this fanhood, this franchise, this source material has to be. And I'm not exempt. I've been disappointed by adaptations of things that I've held dear to my heart. And I've also been very impressed by others. And that's supposed to be the point. You enjoy what you enjoy, you dislike what you dislike, and you move on to the next thing that sparks your interest. Like I said, no one's putting a gun to your head. Cut the shit. <laughs> and stop, just just stop it. Like, what, what are you gaining by ruining an experience for someone else? Like, like I said, dislike it, whatever. Talk to your other homies who dislike it. Get in the group chat. Stay off the internet <laughs> about it. Well, that's where you're supposed to go. Free speech? Yeah, talk, talk to that group <laughs> chat about it. You're supposed to tell everybody. That's how you find it. And that's fine. Tell everybody. Create your friend group. <laughs> no one understands it like I do. And that's fine. Tell your, live in your truth. But when somebody chimes in saying, I liked it, that's the end of it. Nothing else needs to be said. You already said your piece. You wrote your thesis about why you don't like it. Yeah. And it has been absorbed. Nobody else. You don't have to say a goddamn thing else about it. <laughs> but what if that nope. group is just persistent <laughs> and just annoying? Nope. Start your own podcast. Someone who's just trying to <laughs> ignore the whole problem. like The people who gatekeep these things are only thinking of, well, of themselves. But they also are looking for fans. Like, they're looking for people to be like, oh, my God, me too. But also, instead of getting the internet and just, like, <laughs> all over everything that everybody else loves... Because what happens is people do that to them and they lose it. Yeah. But it's different when I do it. <laughs> when I do it, it's because I actually have all of the behind the scenes bonus whatever. I met George Lucas myself. Yeah. I got assigned whatever. He told me. Like, I collect Funko Pops. Right. So I know my, everything. My biggest thing is also like, did George Lucas tell you secrets about their show that none of us know? Hello. Did he give you an insight to all of this, his inner workings? Do you have the original manuscripts before these things went to... Print to, to the to the reading room and everybody else. Like, do you know the innermost thoughts of the people who directed and created these things? I think for you. you to be like, guys, I have the truth. <laughs> <laughs> like, go away, just go away. Yeah, because like, God forbid. This is the reason why so many people don't get into different fandoms because they're afraid. Precisely, they're just like, I just wanted to like God. Like, forbid they say anything slanderous. Like when I said that I didn't necessarily enjoy um, the last Marvel movie. <laughs> 
I know. And I had, I literally, so what I did, I mean, I knew what I was doing, but I put it on my Facebook because I was just like, someone wanted to know. And I was like, I know y'all are going to be mad, but I didn't like it. <laughs> and there are and people who funny. were like, and people came with that. <gasps> but, but, but and I was like, you're telling me it was perfect from beginning to end? You tell me, can you tell me that? And they're like, well, you know. And I was like, well, then I didn't say that the entire movie was trash. I said exactly. there were certain parts I didn't like. You can just enjoy a movie. Yeah. And it's I'm fun. like, and it was, and I, there were parts that I enjoyed. And again, too, when I watched it the first time, I was coming off of like a really long day of work and placement. So I was very tired. It was irresponsible of me. <laughs> To really go and to watch, watch three to hours watch of a movie. three hour movie when I'd been awake for 16 hours. Yeah. Actually, more than that. I'll call that irresponsible. So it was very responsible. So I had to watch it again to be like, oh, I remembered that. I misremembered that part. <laughs> but yeah, these nerds are, just so, be a nerd and don't be a hateful nerd. Yeah. The ones, the hateful nerds specifically, the ones who come for female cosplayers. Yeah. You can all. Die. Buy paper cuts. Um, the ones who seek out and destroy people who genuinely like somebody. I mean, the people who are working way too hard, not like they showed up on the forum you already live on. Like the ones you're actively searching multiple platforms for. Stop that. What is the, you know, the ones about, Oh, well this character wasn't this in this movie and you can't have black fairies and you can't do this. And, how do Why you know? Not? How do you know? Who who made you this? You like, know what I mean? I, it's the same people who are mad that a black girl is going to be playing Ariel, Little Mermaid re-adaptation. Yep. All the people who are out here with their fake ginger rage. <laughs> and it was serious. Like People were like, as a ginger, I really felt represented by this <laughs> movie. And I'm really mad that they cast somebody who isn't a ginger. I'm like, no, no. Run it back. You're, cast a glass, you're mad they cast a black person. Because, like, no, that's not what it is. I'm like, you wouldn't be this outraged if they cast a white girl and dyed her hair red. Also, Ginger's silence. You got Ariel and you got the girl from Brave. So, yeah, Merida was dope. Okay? Silence. But also, j- <laughs> like, just say you're upset. Say you're upset, cool. But then don't, don't try to double down and be like, it's not because she's black, it's just because she's not a ginger. How many people, Emma Stone, for example, who's an original blonde. Yep. Who dyed her hair red? Never thought she was redhead. And she's like, no, I'm not. Or you, would you be mad at her? Yep. If she Sophie, played Ariel, Sophie Turner is another one. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be mad at her. Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. And they get mad at black cosplayers. That's why there's an entire black cosplay convention, which I had a couple friends go to it before yep. in the states, and they loved it. Not only was it just accepting, like you know, black people wise too. You know, it was accepting of people with all sorts of abilities as well. Like, it was very, very inclusive, which you don't get that at your Comic-Cons as much and other places. So they were just like, yeah, I'm just going to do this forever. Yeah, <laughs> because diversity is such a chore because anytime Marvel introduces another character of color or reinvents an established character to someone of color, a new woman, someone who's of queer sexual orientation someone who's transgender mm-hmm. the nerds lose it They're like it's not canon it's like for people to be people or the oh well the the pc police are doing this and this and this to right. appeal to people I'm like oh so people with superpowers can't uh have to only subscribe to your grandfather's heteronormative cisgendered agenda that's the only thing that has to happen because it makes them comfortable well get uncomfortable <laughs> Get a cut it out. Start. My biggest thing too is like, what happened to people? Like, it's been great for the rest of y'all to have seen yourselves represented in the media. 
for the past thousands of years. Can the rest of us get a turn? Exactly. Um, the nerds who are coming for Shadow and Bone, shut it up. Yeah. Um, so here's, in conclusion, <laughs> whether you missed it or not, comics have always represented the real world. The fact that you didn't catch the metaphor for mutant kind and humanity as racism in the X-Men, the fact that you didn't catch that the rebels were the oppressed and not the people who stormed the Capitol building January 6th, the fact that you didn't make that connection. Those people were like... And the fact that Rorschach actually actually isn't that extremist that ended up being the following from the the series The Watchmen, which was outstanding. Just because you couldn't connect these dots doesn't make you anything but lacking perceptive perception. You not only need to shut up and take a seat, but this is the real world and it's coming for you. It's been in your comics this whole time. I'm sorry that, that you're just now realizing it <laughs> in a way, but I'm not that sorry about it. See what I did there? Hey-o. Not that sorry about it. <laughs> like unless you're reading exclusively black and white comics where everyone's got straight hair. And the same size lips and the same like are you size are you running back the original Supermans like is that what you're the the join the join the draft um, propagandas the the fight the Nazis like is that what we're is that if that's your life then live it yeah but like over there but this <laughs> this world is moving on without you yeah we don't really need you in it stub your toe till you feel like you're gonna die <laughs> I've been Jan. And this is my time on Not That Sorry. So let me know what you think. We're on Twitter at Not That Sorry Pod and on Instagram at Not That Sorry Podcast. Any final remarks? John, your your eyebrow raised a little bit. You got something to say? No, I was just... You don't like my stubbing no, 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 your toe till so you feel you like you're going to die? I was just giving you a space to do you. I say that because it happened to me. And while Oof. my limited knowledge of medical science and the human body <laughs> told me, I know I can't die from this. But in that moment... I felt like that... That could have been the one. That stub toe could have been my demise. It could have traveled to your aorta. aorta. And I want, could have just... I want that feeling for the worst people on the planet. Which is growth for me. Because I used to wish for Kill Bill style murder for you. Oof, but yeah. you know what? This is this Now is I just want level. a stub toe that makes you feel like you're going to die. If you and die, that's, paper cuts. If you, if you die, that's your body. It's your time. Yeah. <laughs> and to quote one of my favorite good bad movies. If this doesn't start to change if you don't if the the nerds who have these toxic fan friends don't start to check them i will personally dig your heart out with a spoon mm. robin hood prince of thieves saucy <laughs> that's been my time <laughs> we'll catch you again next week